Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast featuring exclusive content and interviews with leaders in the WordPress community, covering everything from development to integrating your digital marketing strategy with WordPress. Join host David Vogelpohl of WP Engine and special guests from across the community as they keep you up to speed on the latest advancements in WordPress. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. A reminder, you can follow me on Twitter at WPDavidV, and you can subscribe to Press This on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or download the latest episodes at webmasterradio.fm. In this episode, we're going to be interviewing or discussing, should I say, how uh, Amber Hines grew her freelance business uh, into an agency servicing enterprise clients. And I'm really excited to have Amber here on the podcast today. Amber, welcome. Thanks. I'm really excited to be here, David. Yeah, it's a really interesting topic. We've covered it a couple of times here and there on Press This. So it's always interesting to hear people's perspective on this journey. I know a lot of people listening run an agent, small agency business or freelance business, um, as did I uh, uh, back in the day. And I know bridging that gap between being the freelancer, helping kind of the mom and pops around the corner to servicing those big brands and with big budgets is an aspirational goal for a lot of people. So mm-hmm. I'm really curious to hear uh, how you took that journey here today. Uh, before we get started, though, Amber, I'm just curious, what is your WordPress origin story? How did you get started with WordPress? 
Yeah, so I started a dot-com blog in 2008, and I blogged on dot-com for about two years, and then I got annoyed because I think you could make some CSS changes a, a little bit, but not too much in those days. <laughs> so I started figuring out about self-hosting, and so I went self-hosted with my personal blog, in 2010 and it just sort of started where a few friends would say wow your blog looks so good and it really didn't you know but maybe for 2010 it did and so they were asking me to help them and I had quit my job to be a stay-at-home mom but I still needed some work or some income on the side because we were living in Nantucket which is a pretty expensive place to live and so I started to realize hey I could charge people for this and that's how I got started freelancing with WordPress like that you know we've had people talk about their first kind of web experience being dreamweaver it sounds like uh for you your first wordpress experience was on dot com which is not a common answer here on press this it's interesting to hear uh, i know everyone kind of takes their own journey um, along this way though you, you mentioned how you started charging people um, i'm mm -hmm. guessing this is kind of getting into the kind of genesis of road warrior creative so could you tell us a little bit about your business um, and it's history, kind of. What do you do and then kind of how it evolved? Sure. So I started as a freelancer, as I mentioned, in 2010. I was like many freelancers, which was very hungry, which meant I did a lot of things. Uh, my background before was actually doing marketing in the higher ed space. So I had a marketing background, so I would help people with logo design, <laughs> Of course, now I won't, I wouldn't touch logos at all. Um, and, and websites and that my initial work was actually under a business that was called Ocor design, which is French. And I operated under that business name initially as a sole proprietor. And then at the very end as a LLC, but mostly just as a sole proprietor for from 2010 until 2000 and, um, 16 and in 2016 was when my husband and I were talking about what our life goals were I remember this we were on a walk we had two kids at the time we were pushing them ashore we were talking about what we wanted to do and one of the things was we wanted to travel a lot and he worked in restaurants and he got two weeks of vacation off and the rest of the time he was working like mad six days a week um, many many hours he barely saw our kids and we said, we want to travel, but how is that possible when you're working? And, and he sort of said, well, you're, you're doing pretty well with this website business you have. Maybe I could join you. And so that's when we decided to rebrand. We rebranded as Roadware Creative. We got very official as far as having real contracts that we paid lawyers to write, being an LLC rather than a sole proprietorship, a lot of those kinds of things. And uh, I worked to grow the business over about eight months to a revenue point that it could support our family. And he quit his day job and joined me in the business as our COO. And that's sort of where it really took the route of becoming an agency. Um, initially, you know, we had talked about there's a lot of great husband and wife teams in the WordPress world that do work really great work, just the two of them. But part of our thing with besides wanting to travel was we wanted to be able to go on vacation and not have to worry about things and still make money. And so that meant we needed to have people on our team, employees who were working when we weren't. 
since we don't sell products <laughs> that can you know make money while we're sleeping. So so that was sort of the initial goal was to start hiring people and growing our revenues so that in a way that could support a team so that we could have more freedom and flexibility in our own personal lives. You know, I think it's interesting so much airtime is given to the struggle of entrepreneurship and running your own business and um, mm -hmm. it's so many people I know and now you included um, find liberation in that um, through WordPress. You know, so many people have talked about how, you know, I, I kind of quit the nine to five grind and um, am able to kind of work on my own terms. Um, you know, some people take that a step further, try to establish a business around it. Like you said, earn value while you sleep. Um, mm -hmm. But it's also, uh, I think, encouraging to hear about the freedom that, that these paths also offer to people. And it's good to hear um, that you achieve that on some level. Now, um, you have the agency up and going, you have other people that have joined you, you're kind of a bigger team now. Um, why not just stay focused on small customers, um, SMB, local businesses? What, what was this urge to go to more uh, larger brands and, and quote enterprise customers? Like why not stick with what you were comfortable with at that time? Yeah, so it sort of started on accident. I had a few companies that were small. So one of them, for example, is Tommy Superfoods. I started working with them in 2011. Um, and actually 2012, it was right before my second daughter was born. And they were pretty small. I built a Genesis website for them, like a template Genesis website. And then I didn't do any work for them. And then they came back when they were ready to have some work, right? So it was sort of a, I grew with them standpoint in that I provided good service when they did come to me. So they kept coming back and then eventually their needs got bigger and bigger and bigger. They're a frozen food brand that sells in stores across the nation. Um, and so as we had sort of those experiences and we realized that it's a lot easier to get to know one company and, or, you know, two or three companies and really understand them and their needs and be able to work with them and meet them than it is to have to know 20 different people that have a small budget. And, and I found that a lot of times the smaller budget projects are almost just as much work from a management standpoint than larger projects can be to some degree. And so we started to realize that it was actually in some cases less stressful um, as far as how we managed and from a project management standpoint to work with larger projects. Uh, we That's also interesting. Really so you have, sorry to interrupt Amber, I was just curious. Yeah. So like, it's interesting because, you know, I think a lot of people think about those enterprise bigger customers as like, oh, I'm going to get a lot more work, have a bigger budget to work with. Um, and, and in a sense, almost increase their workload is, is kind of the desired outcome, which I'm sure was true for you on some level, but also that simplicity of management, not having to manage you know, dozens of small clients, um, which having done that for many years, know exactly what that's like, a lot of context switching, a lot of learning. So that's mm -hmm. an interesting benefit to pursuing enterprise clients. Um, I want to talk to you a little bit more about uh, how you go about acquiring those clients as a small agency, um, but we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. 
It passes before it's noticed. A slight rising of the eyebrows, a widening of the eyes. It may be accompanied by an almost imperceptible inhalation. The heart adds a beat like a quiet exclamation point on the experience. Within a tenth of a second, the reaction has passed, but not without leaving its mark. Someone found what they're looking for. Does your website deliver impulses to act? It can. Intended Consequences is the podcast for digital marketers who see their job as changing hearts and minds. If you're frustrated, bored, or in a rut, it's time to spread your wings with me, Brian Massey, and my guests. Find out how successful, curious, creative, and data-driven marketers are making a difference on purpose. Visit IntendedPodcast.com or find us where you get your podcasts. Intended Consequences. Marketing on Purpose. Miami may be the sun and fun capital of the world, but it's also home to the largest literary festival in the U.S. Don't miss the Miami Book Fair, a week-long festival featuring more than 600 authors from all over the world with readings, signings, and panels capped off by a three-day street fair. Find books in English, Spanish, and Creole for every interest and every age, from biographies and novels to poetry and comics. This year, come meet poets Richard Blanco, Reginald Dwayne Betts, and Joy Harjo, award-winning novelists T.C. Boyle, Susan Choi, Edwidge Dentica, Taya Obrecht, Julie Orancher, Leonard Pitts, and Karen Russell, plus authors exploring issues of the day such as Eve Ensler, Alex Kutlowitz, Danny Shapiro, Daryl Pickney, Ambassador Samantha Power, George Wilt, and hundreds more. Take the little ones to Children's Alley for hands-on activities, characters, and storytelling. Enjoy music, food, and fun for the whole family right on the downtown Miami-Dade College campus, November 17th to the 24th. For details, schedules, and tickets, visit MiamiBookFair.com. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let WebmasterRadio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. WebmasterRadio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on webmasterradio.fm. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. We're interviewing Amber Hines about her journey starting a freelance business, growing it into an agency business, working with enterprise clients. Amber, before the break, you had mentioned how you kind of got into servicing enterprise customers um, by having a customer you've done some work for, having that grow over time, and, and really liking that kind of work. Um, but I want to talk to you about how you won your first customer that maybe um, didn't kind of organically evolve, but like you were the small person up against maybe bigger agencies. Like, how did you go about winning that first enterprise customer that maybe didn't know you so well? Sure. So the first one that maybe falls more into that is Colorado State University. We do a lot of work with different departments and colleges within the university. And that came initially out of referral, I, through networking, got to know someone who knew someone in a department there. 
And that department was looking to have a new website. They had an internal services that basically they could pay just as if they were hiring an external company for web services, but they, that web services would still have to pitch them and those sorts of things. And then they also were putting out, they hadn't put out a formal RFP, but they had to put out and get bids from other people as well. And so we went in and some of it, it did help that we had the personal connection and that person had seen some of our work. And so they had already gotten the referral to us that was positive. But I think a big thing for us was putting in some face-to-face -face time with them. Um, they were local to us. We've done other big bids that are not local to us. And in that case, we'll do Zoom meetings, sometimes even multiple, um, really working to refine our proposal process. So it's been really important to us to include case studies in our proposals. And we've gone to something that is a really nice looking PDF that is probably anywhere from 10 to 20 pages long, depending upon the scope of the project when we're working on larger projects in order to bid those. And I think really putting the effort into that uh, gets us noticed and then spending time answering their questions and not just being like, well, you, you haven't paid me yet. So I'm not going to answer the, how would this work? How would this work? And, and I think that's the thing that with those larger clients, they really have appreciated. And that's what probably helped us earn those first couple ones. Whereas some of the bigger agencies were just putting out, maybe responding to the RFP or putting out a proposal, but then never coming back and never doing the kind of detailed follow-up that made that client feel like they were important to them. So it looks like there were like three themes there that I heard. The first was networking. Um, it's funny, there's a Mad Men era marketer named Mark McCormick, and he has a saying, all things being equal, people will do business with a friend. All things being unequal, people will still do business with a friend. Sounds like you were able to leverage those in-person relationships to get an in with businesses that you might not otherwise get kind of coming in out of the cold. Um, it sounded like the other thing you leveraged was being local, not immediately running out to far-flung cities to try to earn business, but leveraging some of that locality, which I'm sure helped from the networking perspective. And then the third one was being available, um, giving a level of service, particularly pre-contract, uh, um, that they weren't getting from other agencies, which I think are really valuable tips and things I've personally used um, in the past. Um, that's awesome. That's incredible. Now, earlier you mentioned that you leverage Genesis, and for those unaware, it's a theme framework, a way to build themes. So um, I'm just curious, like, how Genesis or tools like it helped you in this journey? Why, why, are, why, do, why is having frameworks or even selling a WordPress in general, why is that helpful in this journey to service the enterprise? Sure. So Genesis is something that when I was first starting out as a freelancer, I ended up buying, I can't remember what it was called then, but basically the pro pack that included all of the themes. And again, this was back in 2010. And for me, a lot of that was because I was self-learning um, and there was such a great community behind Genesis. So it was very helpful to me when I was trying to figure out PHP and things like that to have access to the tutorials and other people to ask questions of. Now, 
as a larger agency, the reason why we use a theme framework is a little different because we aren't really at the point, uh, I don't do any development anymore. I have, we have two developers on our team and they are way better than me. <laughs> uh, and that's why we hired them. And so we're not really use, leveraging Genesis because we're taking advantage of the community as much. Uh, it's more because having a framework and other tools that can help speed things along. And so even though we build custom Genesis child themes, there are a lot of things within the parent theme that we can either build off of or we don't have to build. And so that saves us a lot of time on the dev end. And we do a lot of, we do portals and um, web applications that are built using WordPress as a framework. And so it's nice for us not to have to spend as much nitty gritty time doing like CSS or saying, oh, we always need to have an author bio show up at the end of the post and we have to code that in, right? So we can focus on the more really complex things and then have some of the more basic things already be handled by the parent theme. Yeah, it's like, I mean, enterprise or otherwise, the ultimate objective is an outcome and usually a business outcome supported in this sense by some digital website or experience. And mm -hmm. how it's done is less important as long as it delivers the quality and the business outcome they're driving for. And so it's interesting to hear you leverage those benefits. I thought it was also interesting to hear you talk about the community first. And I think this is true in you know, WordPress and Genesis, and there's lots of communities under the WordPress umbrella. Um, and I know from my agency days, that wasn't an area I spent a lot of time in. Um, and I would spend more of my time in communities where there wasn't a lot of expertise around web development and WordPress because I wanted to sell those services to those people. But I feel like that was one of the mistakes I made during my agency days was really not embracing a deeper the WordPress community. Of course, I had many ties, many friends that go back many years, um, but it wasn't a fundamental part of what I did every day um, like it is today. Um, so it's interesting to hear you get that value out of that. Um, so... You know, I remember when I brought, took on, my agency took on our first enterprise projects, there were a couple areas where we were in over our head. Um, what about you? What were some areas you got in over your head on your first enterprise projects? Yeah, so in the very beginning, and even to some degree, we now we probably say no more than I did or even when we were first starting out as a team than we did. And so there were a few maybe like WooCommerce situations or membership type of situations where we thought it would be more simple to code out and then it wasn't. <laughs> and so that certainly was something that you had to go back and decide, are we gonna go back to the client and ask them for more money or are we just gonna eat it? Because we said we could do it for this budget and Really, we had no business saying that because we had no idea what we were doing. Um, you know, so, so I have sort of some memories around WooCommerce or a, a really specific, like a launch where we had to launch to a, a pretty cheap host, and I won't name it, but a, a pretty inexpensive host that was running on a very outdated version of um, PHP My Admin and the database all kinds of bad things happened to it when we migrated over and we ended up, I mean, spending so much time trying to figure out why this website <laughs> was losing all of its order data every time a new order was submitted, um, you know, and paying 
outside developers to come in and try and look at it and that kind of thing. I So I, I feel like there are definitely moments from maybe a coding standpoint or taking on new types of projects, but they're all learning experiences. I think the, the big thing now that we've figured out is that if you're not, there's two buckets, right? There's the, I'm not sure about it and I'm willing to try it and I'm not sure about it and it's not worth the effort. And so we just say no to those projects. The first bucket that I'm, I'm willing to try it either because it's interesting or we think it might be fun to figure out or it could be, you know, we're like, okay, this, this could be a great future area that we're going to expand into. So we're worth putting the effort in. You just take how much time you think it's going to take and you triple it. <laughs> Yeah, I've, I've tripled, I've doubled, you, yeah, I've tripled, I've doubled, you always end up a, a little wonky on that. It's really interesting though. I mean, I think mm -hmm. everyone, of course, has done any kind of work like this, has experienced this notion of underquoting and then the pressure to kind of eat the extra time to figure it out. I think this is the dance. But when you start engaging with enterprise customers, of course, those, those problems get bigger and then mm -hmm. um, the potential revenue you might lose by making the customer unhappy is, is larger. Uh, the benefit of having them as a customer and using that reference logo is bigger. And so, so there's a lot more stakes. Um, and, you know, I think, I think... I think one of the things too is, you know, to some degree with enterprise clients, if it is sort of a normal like proposal type of process, they are also more familiar with in large companies that things change throughout the That's process. Really... So it's not as hard to go to them and say, hey, look, this came up in discovery or this came up during design that was definitely not part of what we planned for. And here's what, you know. That's a really good design. point. Yeah, that's Whereas a really good point. Sorry, sorry to interrupt you. They their budget, you know, and they can't pay more. <laughs> Exactly. I mean, that's a really good point, obviously, with bigger budgets and, and um, there's more kind of wiggle room there to, to figure out an alternative path if the initial one doesn't make sense. I want to dig a little bit deeper here, but we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. 
are now tuned in to the world's largest online radio podcast network for internet marketers looking to dominate the B2B marketplace. WebmasterRadio.fm WebmasterRadio.fm is home to some of the most respected authorities in all aspects of internet marketing, from SEO to affiliate marketing to social media, e-commerce, mobile marketing, and so much more. Our hosts travel to all stretches of the world and speak to the impact players that are affecting our industry on air on demand and available on every mobile device that you can imagine this is webmasterradio.fm webmasterradio.fm we're everywhere let's press forward with more press this only on webmasterradio.fm Hello, everyone. Welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. Uh, this is your host, David Vogelpohl. I'm interviewing Amber Hines of Road Warrior Creative about growing a freelance business into an agency business that services enterprise clients. Amber, right before the break, we were talking a little, we were talking a little bit around how if you underquote something that enterprise clients um, might be more understanding of needing to change the scope. It reminded me of my agency days. And I remember I used to tell people that I don't ever want to take a project for ten thousand or twenty thousand, however many you know dollars it was, if it was your last ten or twenty thousand dollars. If this was yeah. your only bet for success on that batch of money, then I didn't want the job because that's not how these kind of things work. I mean, I think it's very appropriate to point out that you know the enterprise does have very finite ways of budgeting and spending money, but at the same time, it's not their last twenty grand they're going to be able to adjust as the situation um, unfolds to some degree. Um, and I think that's a really salient point to make. Mm -hmm. So one of the other things that was interesting for me when I eventually got into servicing enterprise brands in one way or the other was this notion of compliance, the need to store information and not edit information and log information that changes and any, any number of things that might permeate through the website. Um, so what is your advice for those ignorant to this world of enterprise compliance and what all of this means? Um, how did you kind of come to terms with this new reality and the work you were doing? Sure. So in addition to working for for-profit, we also do a lot of work in government. Um, so we're building a website for Workforce Solutions and they handle a lot of PII um, and they are under a lot extra compliance because they have federal regulations that they have to follow and state regulations and those sorts of things. So I think one is always making sure, so this, this particular website was an RFP that we put out a proposal for. So we did research up front to make sure we really understood before we even went to bid for the project because, um, you know, really, I think being familiar with the laws and what might impact um, RFPs are also different situations because you can ask questions in writing, but you can never talk to them in person. And sometimes they don't even answer the questions or they don't answer the questions the way you want them to because they didn't understand what you were asking. Um, but I think, you know, I try and stay on top of especially accessibility. There's some different blogs and things that cover accessibility news and new accessibility laws. Um, California just published or sorry, they just started in January different, more stringent privacy laws, which are a lot 
more similar to what we're seeing in the EU um, with GDPR. And so I think that's one thing is really staying on top of what's happening from a legal standpoint and being familiar with that. Um, we also have had to learn a lot more about maybe some backside server things. So we have clients where the website, they don't want to store any data on the website, but they still have to serve it. And so we have to work with their, either their IT person in house, or sometimes we've brought someone else in, in order to script something so that it pulls all PII off of the website, like every 12 hours and saves it to a server that's literally inside their building. <laughs> right. Um, so I think there's a lot there that it's just a matter of one, talking to the client and two, making sure that you stay on top of what is new and what's happening if you're working in a specific sector. Yeah, I think it's important, you pointed out, like to, to just learn your client, learn what their requirements are, and make sure you're committed to helping them meet those requirements. Um, because, you know, obviously that's the super important for them and the work you do for them. And I think that's an area that a lot of people don't really think that much about when they think about servicing those enterprise clients. They think, oh, I'm going to build this big fancy website and it's going to be a bigger budget, but don't realize there's a lot of responsibility that goes along with that. Well, Amber, I wish we had more time to cover this. It's been really awesome to hear your approach on this, but I wanted to thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Awesome. And thanks everyone for listening to Press This. Uh, if you'd like to learn more about what Amber's up to, you can visit roadwarriorcreative.com. As always, you can subscribe to Press This on iTunes, iHeartRadio, or Spotify. Of course, you can download the latest episodes at webmasterradio.fm. Again, this is your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine. And I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.